Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. We're going to do a combo in this episode. So I'm sitting here uh, 17 minutes after the NFL trade deadline. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to run through all the fantasy-relevant stuff from the trade deadline. Then I'm going to go through the normal waiver wire notes that I've already compiled. This is going to be, I think, a little bit longer of an episode than normal. But uh, we're just gonna ri- we're just gonna rapid fire rifle through these. Stick with me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Let's get to it. Beginning with Naheem Hines being acquired from the Indianapolis Colts to the Buffalo Bills. Zach Moss also went back in that trade. Uh, I think James Cook is probably droppable now in most twelve team leagues. I'm definitely gonna be bidding on Zach Moss and Deion Jackson this week. I think Deion Jackson is just gonna slide into that Naheem Hines role, and then Zach Moss becomes a pretty premium tier handcuff. I kind of like that deal for both teams, but Moss probably a ten percent guy. Deion Jackson probably a fifteen percent. Guy, and uh, unfortunately, James Cook is is fairly droppable. The Miami Dolphins traded away Chase Edmonds to the Denver Broncos and acquired Jeff Wilson Jr. This is going to mean that Tyrion Davis Price is going to be Christian McCaffrey's handcuff until Elijah Mitchell returns. And I think that Jeff Wilson Jr. is is probably going to be a thorn in the side of Raheem Mostert. Might be worth tossing like you know two percent, three percent on Saban Ahmed or Miles Gaskin, just because uh, you know Jeff Wilson probably I don't think probably would not play passing downs over those guys given that they've already been in camp. Obviously, Mike McDaniel was Jeff Wilson Jr.'s coach uh, as he was Raheem Mostert's coach uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. So pretty interesting little bit. Uh, pretty interesting little bit there. Then we had Chase Claypool traded away from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Chicago Bears. Um, obviously, this doesn't impact any Bear you were starting. You probably weren't starting Komet. Definitely weren't starting St. Brown, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, or any guy like that. In terms of ads on the Steelers, I, I think Steven Sims is probably going to be the rotational third wide receiver now. This is really good for George Pickens. If you're in a shallower league, 10-team league, 12-team uh, league with 16-man benches, uh, we're going to see George Pickens, I think, be a pretty strong pickup. It's also going to be a good boon for Justin Fields, who we are going to talk about here in a little bit. Irv Smith Jr. going to be sidelined for 8 to 10 weeks for the Minnesota Vikings after they traded for TJ Hawkinson. I think that TJ Hawkinson trade definitely is related. The Vikings are sitting at six and one. They see a real opportunity. And I think smartly, they are going to take that opportunity. The pickup on the Detroit side, I think is Brock Wright. This James Mitchell guy who was getting some snaps last week um, does look more like a blocker to me. Uh, He played at, let's see, where did he play? In college, he played at Virginia Tech. He was a fifth-round pick. He's a rookie. Uh, he played mostly on special teams in college. Caught two touchdowns as a sophomore, four touchdowns as a junior. Opted to stay for his final season at Virginia Tech, but suffered a season-ending injury in the second game of his senior career. I just—I mean, he just looks pretty normal to me. Six-four, two-fifty. Uh, you know, not particularly fast, not particularly strong. I, I think Brock Wright is going to be our guy. Obviously, that would be only in uh, you know FFPC-style leagues and things like that. And I think that is everything. If I missed anything. Oh, and I mean, for your dynasty leagues, the Jaguars trade for for um, Calvin Ridley. But yeah, I think that's everything from the regular NFL trade deadline. Honestly, like outside of the um, the Colts running back stuff and the Miami backfield stuff, I don't think anything was that big of a deal. 
moving now to our regular uh, fantasy football waiver wire stuff. We are going to look at quarterback first. We have Justin Fields, who gets a great matchup against the Dolphins this week. He's added 35 rushing points the last three weeks, also showing some marginal improvement as a passer. Might have Chase Claypool available this weekend, probably just like in situational packages, kind of like what we saw with Robbie Anderson when he moved over to the Arizona Cardinals. But the Bears have been using him on designed runs. I think he's pretty clearly the top streamer this week and honestly could end up being a top 12 option for the rest of the season if he keeps getting all of these designed rushes. Andy Dalton, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Michael Thomas ever return. This offense is pretty good. Dalton's job is really just to get the ball to Alvin Kamara and Chris Alave. We're heading into a really difficult part of the year with buys and injuries and everything. And also, seems that the Jameis Winston seems like he's just not going to play. Um, so I don't think we're really sweating on that. Taylor Heineke was quarterback 13 in his first start, quarterback 8 in his second start, 8 rushes in those two starts. Jahan Dotson should be back this week, and Logan Thomas returned in limited fashion against the Colts. The, the most important thing is that they're just letting Heineke be really aggressive throwing the ball down the field, which is pretty good for his numbers, even if it's not great for them winning games. And then Malik Willis, not super interested in the other rusher that we were adding last week, Sam Ellinger, after watching his first start. He did have three scrambles, three design rushes, but really, uh, I'm pretty interested to see what happens if if Willis does have to start against the Chiefs. There really was no need for the Titans to throw or, or even try against the Texans. Willis did get one designed goal line rush, almost scored it, got knocked out at like the one inch yard line. And I think that if he is, if Ryan Tannehill is unable to play against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think we are going to see more usage uh, in as a rusher for Malik Willis. Moving to running back, if Dante Foreman is out there in your league, you just got to go get him. Uh, it kind of turns out that he might end up being the biggest waiver wire edition of the year. Chuba Hubbard didn't play against the Falcons. Spencer Brown, probably like literally a creative player, played all the third downs. Uh, but Foreman is getting all the goal line work, and the Panthers are, are just one of the rush heaviest teams in the NFL. So I just don't see Foreman getting scripted out. Kenyon Drake, probably going to be the number one most expensive running back ad in most leagues this week. Gus Edwards has already suffered the uh, the compensation injury that a lot of guys get coming back from their ACL with a hamstring strain. Drake is not really getting used in the passing game, but Mark Andrews is banged up. Rashad Bateman is going to be out for multiple weeks. I think that could change slightly. I think if you're really hungry for a running back, you can go up to 15% on Drake. The Bills situation, I'm just looking at my notes here. Uh, I mean, I would rank them. I mean, I, I of all the running backs impacted by the situation, I would rank Deion Jackson first. I would rank Zach Moss second. And then I still think there's a little bit of handcuff contingent value for James Cook. Uh, but he, I mean, I, so I could see picking James Cook up. I could see dropping James Cook. I could really see it either way. Uh, Kyron Williams, Ronnie Rivers randomly got the start for the Rams against the 49ers, 12 touches. I think he had like 28 yards. He was really bad. Kyron is probably the best widely available running back pickup right now. Given how bad Akers, Henderson, Rivers, Malcolm Brown, given how bad all these guys have been, I would guess that they're going to give him a pretty sizable chance to be the guy. So I, I think he is definitely worth chasing. And then Jermichael Hasty, he operated as the clear second back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If anything were to happen to Travis Etienne, I think he would pretty immediately step in as a starting running back over Snoop Connor. Uh, me personally, I'm going to be making a lot of cheap bids on Hasty this week. I assume he probably got picked up in a fair few number of leagues last week, but I will definitely be going back to him this week at wide receiver. I think DeAndre Carter is a super sneaky ad. Keenan Allen did not participate in the team walkthrough for the Chargers on Monday. Josh Palmer is returning from a concussion. Mike Williams is going to be out for multiple weeks. Um, Carter, I don't think is really all that good. And the Chargers offense has struggled by having him in such a prominent role, but I think he's pretty widely available. Chargers have a good matchup, yada, yada. I mean, it's, it's like, I think you'd feel pretty good if you started DeAndre Carter and got 12 points from him, given some of the state of these bye weeks. Terrace Marshall saw nine targets and operated as the second wide receiver for the Panthers against the Falcons. Still only 22 years old. PJ Walker's playing way above that Mayfield Darnold baseline that we'd had in Carolina. And, and I kind of like him anyway, as like a post hype breakout style player. He was pretty, I mean, it's hard to say how good he was at college because he was playing with Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but he did score 13 touchdowns in that magical LSU season, and I, I still think he might be kind of good. Uh, the Ravens, wide receivers, interesting stuff to try and figure out here. So Rashad Bateman's going to be out for multiple weeks. Mark Andrews has a foot injury. They do have Deshaun Jackson on the practice squad. I've just kind of assumed that 
Tylen Wallace would step in when Bateman has been out. And he kind of did in one game where Bateman missed, but mostly it's been Devin Duvernay. Obviously, Duvernay's out there in your league. I think he's pretty strong. Demarcus Robinson has just been on the field for them a ton. I think he's a, a real desperation style ad. And then also, James Proge, sort of interesting if Andrews is banged up, because I would assume that Proge is probably the best slot wide receiver left on the uh, on the team. But Duvernay, I would rank them Duvernay, Robinson, Wallace, Proche, kind of depending on your situation. I don't think any of these guys are worth more than 5% of your waiver wire bid. Uh, Van Jefferson ran a route on just over 50% of the dropbacks in his first game back. He, he needs to just beat out Ben Skoronek to have the value that he did last year. But Cooper Cup does have an ankle injury, so I think he picked up some contingent value. In general, the problem is just the Rams offense has been so bad. But Jefferson was a useful fantasy player last season, and I'm pretty sure he could return to that role at some point. Finally, here in tight end, we talked a little bit about Brock Wright earlier. I think he's likely the starting tight end for the Lions for the rest of the season. I mean, James Mitchell, I, I guess I could be wrong. It could be James Mitchell, but the Lions have been one of the most passing aggressive offenses in football in the games that TJ Hawkinson missed last season. Uh, Brock Wright averaged over a 70% snap share. Hawkinson traded to the Vikings. I think Wright is going to step into like 80% of Hawkinson's former role. Obviously, he's not as good, but I, I am going to spend uh, on him on, in, in a couple spots where I'm pretty thin at tight end. If Isaiah Likely is out there in your league, he is probably the top tight end ad of the week, especially in tight end premium formats. Mark Andrews is dealing with both a shoulder and a lower body injury. He's questionable against the Saints, but probably most importantly, the Ravens have a bye in week 10. So if Andrews doesn't play, he would have not played since last Thursday night. So you basically get about, what, what's that, like 20, 22 days off, something like that. I think it's a pretty advantageous spot to get Andrews some rest. And uh, likely it's just been a targets per route run monster. As, as a rookie, I think he's pretty strong. Scored a touchdown with Andrews out last week. I, I really like adding him. If Greg Dulcich is somewhere out there in your league, you got to add him. Tyler Conklin returned as the pass catching tight end for the New York Jets each of the last two weeks. He's probably been dropped in honestly a fair few number of leagues coming off of a two touchdown game. I think he's probably a fantasy starter. Reminder on Kate Otten, they played on Thursday, but he had a 91% route participation in that game. Cam Bray doesn't seem any closer to returning after his scary head injury. If the Buccaneers and Tom Brady ever became like competent, again, I think Otten would probably be a fantasy starter, particularly in tight end premium. And then finally, Tanner Hudson. I added him for like one buck in a lot of leagues last week. He ran a route on 80% of Daniel Jones's dropbacks. Didn't get a ton of targets. I think it was four targets, three catches for 58 yards. But he's clearly the fill-in as the receiving tight end for the Giants. And I've been waiting uh, for him to have a full-time playing role uh, for, for quite a while. So feel pretty good about chasing him there. Uh, there we go. We got it all done. That wasn't even that long. Um, hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. Let's, uh, let's, you know, let's just run good on the waivers this week, boys. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.